Oh, they got living fiercely on luck. You know it's carpet talk. Carpet talk. Oh, and welcome to carpet talk. Um, we are joined once again on the zooms. Um, but it's not because we're banished. It's because we are joined today by a very special guest, Annie Saint Dennis, all the way from Belize. <laughs> she is our our next spiritual nugget. Yes, and we are so very excited to um, get to talk to her again, but also to really just like dive into the goodness that she has to share. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know Annie, um, she was a senior at Franciscan last semester. Um, she's one of my household sisters, one of my really dear household sisters. I've spent many, many days <laughs> unpacking the beauty of life with her, um, and she is in Belize right now as a full-time missionary. Um with the people there and we will be seeing her in March because Emily and I have the great honor and privilege yeah. of going to serve in Belize over spring break this year. So we will be actually with seeing the Annie. Yeah. Um, in a little very, over very how many months? Like whenever March is. Like um, my default answer is to say nine months, but it's, it's probably like less. seven. It's like six or seven. Like but six, yeah. Anyway. Just see the lemurs there too. Take it away. <laughs> hey. Um, my name is Annie. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm really glad to be able to join you guys today. Um, yeah, so I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, for those of you who don't know who I am. Um, and I just graduated <laughs> from Franciscan also, and I received my degree in theology. And now I am a full-time missionary in Belize with the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity, and it's just crazy because I literally would have never thought that I would be doing mission work after graduating from college. Like I thought I would be getting a job and like paying off student loans, but here I am. Um, and truthfully, like it's been challenging in a lot of ways, but also it's been very rewarding as well. Um, and I've learned that the Lord delights a lot in our wonder um, and I'm really excited to be a part of this spiritual nugget today. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It's so, <laughs> it's so exciting having someone in front of you. And I think that's what we've learned in coming back, but it's also so exciting to like see our friends and see the people who have so deeply formed this mm -hmm. podcast. We were with Annie in Austria too. Mm -hmm. um, and so she, she was really a frequent guest on the real <laughs> red carpet. That was a tender time. It really was. It really, really was. And so, I'm really excited to hear what Annie has to say because, like she said, she's a missionary down in Belize. And so she's seeing an aspect of life that mm -hmm. here in the United States and even here at Franciscan, like we don't have the opportunity to see. And so what she has to share does not only come from a place of, you know, she's also in her early 20s. She also is in college. She's also on the road to holiness, but also of one where she answered a call of the Lord and is now seeing with new eyes. Um, yeah. The life beyond. The life beyond, the life beyond Franciscan. Um, no. It's it's very interesting because a couple of weeks ago I was actually thinking about it. Like my life really like besides like being formed at Franciscan like hasn't changed a whole much. Like from moving on from from Franciscan and um, over the summer I worked at a Catholic camp and so I was just like surrounded by Catholics all summer long. Um, and then now being here doing mission, like I'm with a community, like I live with 
um, six, five other girls in a house. And then I have um, 14 other girls that are on the team. And then there's like 10 guys. So not very many guys. Um, Transistent ratio is still in place. Yeah, it still is. It still is. Um, But then we live with the Salt community too. Um, So there's a few religious sisters and priests that are here with us. And honestly, it's such a blessing to be with the community um, and seeing the fruits that have come from that. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's awesome. But something that I have like noticed in my life in the last like five years or so, I guess you could say is like um, what, intentional discipling is and intentional <laughs> discipleship is a shout out to Sherry Waddell. Uh, queen. Um, <laughs> um, but specifically like through praying the mass mm. um, and making an, an, an intentional um, um, response, I guess you could say to, to go to mass and to participate in the mass and then to leave from mass, like, filled with the joy of God and to share that with others. Um, and I've noticed that like through my time um, doing that, specifically like the, the times in my life that I wasn't really going to daily mass, like I was just going to mass on Sundays and um, comparing that to the times in my life where I'm, I am going to daily mass and seeing how God has been more present in those times than when I'm not going to daily mass. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like how you're saying the, the beauty of the community that you're living in, like ma- the church mass, the liturgy, like that is our community fully alive. That is community doing in like the realest way, what it's meant to do yeah. um, to draw us into the Lord's love and to, give but also to receive the fullness of it um so tell us more about that tell us more about like <laughs> I feel like a very professional interviewer like, <laughs> how does what does it look like to be intentionally involved in mass to not just be you know the faithful catholic who goes but to be the full and active participant and like how that changes you right well i so a little backstory um before going to Franciscan, I always like really, really wanted to go to daily mass when I was in high school, which is just like a strange little high school thing. I don't know. Not all high schoolers want to do that. I but... also did that and I yeah. failed terribly. I like tried to go like two or three times and yeah. then never. It just like wasn't really available. I was a pagan, for me. so I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been pagans. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and, but it just like wasn't very available for me when mm-hmm. I was in high school. Um, and then when I got to Franciscan, like, I was so excited to be able to go to a daily mass. And so I was. Um, basically, for the most part of, like, my freshman year, like, I was going to daily mass. Um, and then sophomore year rolled around. And I don't know why, but for some reason, I just stopped going to daily mass for a long time. Um, I, I guess I was just naive in trying to figure out my life and... Um, there's just a lot going on personally too. Like, I don't know why, but I just stopped going to daily mass and looking back on that, it was kind of terrible. Like I, I, I realized that like I needed the graces from mass and I was lacking it. Um, and it wasn't until I went to seek 2019, um, and 
I ran into a bunch of people there. Like I went with Franciscan, but I, I met a lot of people there from state schools. And the classic, like meeting someone from Franciscan, they're like, oh my gosh, you go to Franciscan, that's so cool. And I guess I had forgotten the coolness of yeah. being a Franciscan student at that point. And I just became very numb to everything that was so readily available at Franciscan. Um, the sacraments are just so present and I just became so numb to it. Um, and so that was a reawakening for me going back my second semester for sophomore year. I wanted to go to daily mass more. Um, and I actually remember I made that like my Lenten thing, whatever that's called, Lenten practice, right? Um, to go to daily mass every day. Um, and it's interesting because at that same time, I ended up also intending to household too. And I created this relationship with our Blessed Mother um, and going to daily mass and also practicing like, this um, intentional relationship with with Mary, I saw the connections between like Jesus and Mary and my own life. Um, and I remember walking away from that semester, going back home, not walking, I drove home. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I remember leaving that semester. Um, and the next semester, I was going to be going to Austria. And I remember like, I was like, this, this semester was different. Like, there's something here. Like, I, I don't know why, but something's different, and I want to keep growing in this. And so going then to Austria my junior fall, um, I think I only missed, like, one day out of the whole semester of, like, mm -hmm. going to daily mass. Like, I, it was, like, so abundant um, of, like, the amount of graces that were just poured out. I think whether you're intentional or not <laughs> during your semester in Austria, the graces are just so present. Um, mm -hmm. But definitely like through the mass, through the liturgy, um, you get an idea of what the universal church looks like. Um, and it's just such a beautiful roller coaster of events um, <laughs> because you get everything, right? Like you get a little bit of the Old Testament, you get a little bit of the New Testament. <laughs> You get some saints, like you get all of it. It's so good. The, the charcuterie board of Catholicism. <laughs> oh, no, Annie, no. I love that you are linking intentionality in the mass because as human beings, like we all desire that. We all desire like an intimate and intentional relationship with someone. And like the Lord knows that so well that he said like, I have something for you every single day. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I have a place to meet you every single day. Um, yeah, and I, I just want to ask you, like, how you would speak to someone who is coming to Mass with the attitude of, like, Lord, I'm here to meet you. Um, I'm here. Like, I, I understand that you're here, too, but I just don't get it. I just don't feel it. I come here every day, and I leave the same. What would you say, you know, what, what, how, how does this change? Like, how do I change my ability to leave the Mass change? Because I'm coming to it with open hands, maybe. I'm just yeah. leaving feeling empty. Yeah. Um, my first thing I would say is talk to somebody about that. <laughs> um, because the truth is like, we all feel desolation in our mm -hmm. lives. We've all been in a place where we're like, we're like, where's God? I don't know what's going on. Um, and the best thing to do in that is to not hide. It's but to like turn to another person. Um, and like I said, like, that's why we have the universal church. Like, that's why we are a community 
of believers. And it's really cool. I, I'm teaching um, sacraments class, and I'm also teaching a theology of the body class um, here in Belize. And it's, it's crazy. It's just crazy. But um, it's really cool because through teaching these things to high schoolers, I'm realizing um, how present all of these things in the church, like the things that we teach in the church are present in the mass as well. Um, For example, relationship. Like we talked about relationship um, in my TOB class, um, like our first or second week of school and how we've been created for a relationship. Um, That desire is in our hearts. Like we all desire to be with people. We desire to be in communion with others. Like, no matter what, like, even if you are, like, a monk living by yourself, like, you literally, you need to have a relationship with somebody, Mm -hmm. Um, and I think in the mass is where we find this, this reality of relationship, this community of, of believers, and then also this community with God, um, and literal communion with God, um, when we receive him through the Eucharist, right, like, we are in so much union with Jesus. Like it's, it's undescribable. Like you, you can't, you can't fathom that. Um, but the reality is that we all have this, this like deep ache in ourselves for relationship. Um, and I think when you realize that you can approach the mass a little bit differently and see that this is, this is a relationship taking place of um, God reaching out to us and we're accepting it. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. yeah. It comes. It always comes back to like treating God as a reality and not a feeling. That we trust in the reality that God shows up yeah. even when we don't feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that you talk about desolation and like the reality of that. Of just That's the true test of faithfulness. Of mm-hmm. are you going to keep showing up when it's lonely? Or when it's not, you know the most exciting thing or this, that, or the other. I, um, I don't know if you remember this, Annie, but last semester we, in household, we really focused on like what it meant to be totus tuus Maria and what it meant to be in relationship with our lady. And one of the things that Delaney Dickey said to us at one point, we were doing the St. Joseph consecration and she like had this like earth shattering moment where she was like, I realize how I'm supposed to come to communion now. Like I'm supposed to ask, our lady and St. Joseph to walk me to their son so that I can accept him as they did. And that was something that really changed like my whole mindset on the, on the mass. Like you're saying is like you said earlier, like our relationship with our lady helps so much when it comes to our misunderstanding of the mass, because Mm -hmm. if anyone understands it, it's our lady. And she was present for like the beginning, the middle and the end of our Lord's life on earth. But she's also a part of the church before, after enduring and there's a reason she is like mother of all of us she knows how to nurture to those like I don't get this I don't I don't really you know I'm coming but I'm not like getting anything like she is the person that comes and she sits in the pew with us she's the one that walks us to communion she's the one that walks us out she's also the one that walks us in um and yeah I I think that you know having our lady Mm -hmm. present in the mass is also such a beautiful thing because it really does mean we're not alone yeah it's true it's funny I was talking with one of the other girls this morning um just about like the the faith being lived out 
Um, and I was like, you know, what? it just makes me so frustrated when like people don't realize the reality of it. Like if people only knew that it's Jesus that we receive in the Eucharist, like churches would be flooded right now. Mm-hmm. Like they would be so flooded. Um, and the really super unfortunate thing and a reality right now in Belize is that churches are being closed um, because unfortunately COVID cases have been rising. And so we're trying to figure all of that out, but um, yeah, it just, it makes, it puts into perspective this, this sense of reality of like, what are you really living for if you can't receive communion with, with our Lord? If you can't be in communion with Jesus, then what else matters? Um, and there was something else that someone had mentioned to me like a couple weeks ago that has stuck with me and I think will always be part of my life now, um, is that when you meet Jesus, you begin to see reality as how it is. Um, Mm. You start to to realize, oh, sin is bad and Jesus loves us. You you start to realize those things and you can't hide from it anymore once you encounter Jesus. Um, And I think that's a big um, aspect of the mass as well. Like once you encounter Jesus in the mass one time, like it changes. Like you always remember that one moment where you encountered him Um, or just even like any kind of an encounter, testimony of any kind. Um, It's funny because like in all of the gospels, like when Jesus encounters somebody um, and someone is like retelling their encounter that they have, they always say like the time and the place of where this encounter happens. Like you don't forget these things that happen to you. Um, you remember them because it's real. It's a reality. Um, and Jesus wants to enter into that reality too. Hmm. I guess that's the answer to the question that I've been putting together in my head of like, how, how do we define intentionality? Yeah. Intentionality, like more, spe- more specifically, what words do we put to intentional discipleship? Yeah. And I think that's, mm-hmm. that's it. Like once you meet him, you can't pretend like you haven't. You can't mm-hmm. ignore the reality that, it, that is taking place because you can't live in the middle ground yeah. for very long. Yeah. Um, and that also ties into our, we have a podcast on complacency guys. <laughs> like, in all honesty, like as cheesy as it gets to like always talk about this at the end of each episode, I think that this episode might be mm-hmm. like the pinnacle of everything that we are trying to do here. And it's saying like, if you become complacent to the reality of Jesus Christ, you've become complacent to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and we should never go to mass and not expect to encounter him. Yeah. We should never walk into a church. We should never walk into somewhere where the Eucharist actually is and expect to not encounter yeah. him. It's, you get what you give. And if you give God like low expectations, like that's not to say he's not going to blow you out of the water, but it's also walk in expecting the amazing because he's the God of miracles. Right. So expect yeah. him to show up. Yeah. Um, Cause that changes your heart and that makes you look for him more. Yeah. And when you seek, you find. Um, mm. That was a prayer that I prayed a lot in Austria was pray for miracles, expect miracles. Yeah. Mm. And let me tell you, miracles happened. Yeah. Yeah. Annie, didn't you, uh, didn't it take like maybe four months to go to Belize for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. 
Yeah. If anything, that's, that's a story. A great testimony of not becoming complacent to the reality of Jesus Christ, because quite honestly, a year ago, <laughs> I remember sitting at Lord's Day with you and just you were crisising the way I am now, being yeah. a senior and saying like, oh my gosh, what's my next step? And then all yeah. of a sudden, some missionaries from Belize showed up on campus one day. And I remember the next week you going, I'm putting an application in. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then like two months later, you were like, I'm going to Belize for a year. And yeah. so, <laughs> Annie, thank you so much for, for being with us and for like being vulnerable and being willing to say this. And thank you for living a life that is a testimony to being intentional with the Lord and him responding the way that he always will. Thank you guys. You guys are awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Peace and love. Yes and Peace amen. Peace and love. <laughs> Bye.